I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's another episode of Vail's World. As usual, if you want to hit me up, feel free to get at me on Twitter and Instagram at LDMonger1. Or send me an email at contact at ldmonger.com. This episode is going to be completely different. So there's not going to be a good read today. There's not going to be a what's popping segment. I really just want to use this episode to talk about Christmas. Uh, this is my first Christmas without you know, my mother being here. It was, it was different. Uh, went through two family type holidays, uh, three, you know, milestones. Uh, my mom's birthday, Thanksgiving, and now Christmas. And uh, the day after Christmas, I really had, you know, the morning after Christmas, I really had the space to kind of process all those thoughts and feelings and things of that nature. And it was, it was a lot. Uh, like during Christmas, I was just going with the flow, um, watching NBA, uh, trying to knock out a couple edits. And I was invited to my business partner's family house for dinner as well. So that got me out the house, and that was pretty cool. Uh, but even then, I kind of noticed that a lot of things that families do, um, it was points in my life that. I didn't have those, you know, type of traditions. I remember being young and, uh, you know, I kind of made it make sense in my brain. Like, okay, when I was like 10, 11 years old and, and stopped receiving gifts, it was more of a, in a, in a transitional, you know, period of thinking like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older. So those things are only supposed to be given to the younger kids. Right. Um, yeah. So like waking up early in the morning, opening gifts under the tree wasn't really a norm for me. And probably when I was little, it was probably a handful of times that actually happened. Um, I remember being like eight years old, probably eight or eight or nine and um, being in my aunt house. And my aunt, they was they was quite well off, so you know they had they had money and things of that nature. And um, waking up, and they like opening all the gifts and just being a kid and having to look at them open up all their gifts. Um, and I remember sharing that story with my mom, and it wasn't like I was snitching anything. I was just sharing the story and. Um, that was one of the last times that I was at my aunt's house in the morning uh, for Christmas. And 
I got older and I realized that was my my mom protecting us, um, protecting our you know our feelings, because it it felt weird, you know, not having as many gifts like they opening all these gifts and you just open one or two gifts and that was it, and my my parents not being able to afford us gifts uh, for the holidays. So as I got older, I just naturally just didn't care for that that part of Christmas. Um, I remember being at my other aunt on my mom's side and being able to share moments with her. And she did her best to make everything as um, equal as possible. So if my cousin had gifts, my cousin had five gifts, we probably have four a piece, and like she she really did a conscious effort of making sure that we all had something um to open and really sharing that moment. I don't remember really waking up um, at my mom's house on holidays. It was always my auntie Nobi. My auntie Cassandra, like those are the houses, you know, I remember those are the moments I remember. I don't remember too many moments uh, where I woke up at home with my siblings to open gifts and things of that nature. So as, as an adult, like gifts, not really a big thing for me. Uh, most of the gifts I, I, I receive on Christmas, birthdays, or any other milestone in my life, uh, are usually given like for me, like I purchase my own gifts and and be happy, and that's how that's how things been for a while. So gift giving um, is not like the highlight of Christmas for me. Um, it's the food, <laughs> it's the being around you know family, and it, it showed now that I think about it as an adult. Or even like 13 and up, like I usually just wanted to be around for the food. I come out to 12, miss all the gift openings and things of that nature, and, and come around to fellowship with family and friends. And that's the important piece. That was something that I can afford. I can afford a conversation. I can afford, you know, playing basketball, watching basketball, you know, a couple drinks. Uh, laughter, and, and, and those things. Um, that's what makes a great Christmas a great Christmas. And this year, you know, I'm not opposed to being, you know, lonely. I'm definitely a loner. loner. And after Christmas, I kind of realized where that came from. Um there's always been some some type of void or some type of separation uh, between groups. It was always something that allowed me to be okay with being an outsider. So I was okay with my own presence um, at a young age. Like I was always okay with just being by myself and chilling. People are like, oh, something wrong with you? And I'm like, no, I'm cool. Uh, doing my part. Staying out the way, not trying to be a nuisance or an inconvenience on anyone, 
that was just my thing. If I couldn't make it, I didn't want to create a hassle of trying to get it done on some, you know, be, you know, due to someone else. Um, yeah, and everything just starting to add up as you start the process thing. Because sometimes, you know, people's calling me, asking me like during the day, "How you feeling?" And I was I'm like, Man, I wasn't feeling nothing. I was just, the day was still going. I was just going with the day. But the next morning, I really had space to process um, those things. Um, I always, like, create some type of fun <laughs> in my head. Like, I can't, like, create a good time out of nothing um, with just myself. Don't need nobody else, just myself. And as I get older and all these different, you know, relationships with all these different people, I realize a lot of people don't have that. Like they don't have comfort with just being with and by themselves. They don't have comfort with having fun moments with themselves. And I I tell people that my company is is is, is enough and if anybody is sharing that space with me, it's a plus. Especially if it's some, you know, positive energy, positive vibes. Like it's definitely a plus. And and one reason I I like being lonely is something that I was able to process. Um, because I just have this huge servant type of energy. Like I always want to give, give, give. And in order for me to cope with my giving and not being poured into, I love to have the ideal of, you know, I'm a giver and I, I don't want nothing and I don't need nothing. When in reality, um, all I wanted to do is be loved and understood and listened to. If someone can give me that, life would be a billion times better for me. When I say things, they get you know, taken out of context or they get interpreted the way they want to be interpreted and try to like, like, no. Nah. <laughs> like, no. Nah. And, and, and a lot of times I'm in spaces and I was in spaces where, you know, I was given to people that couldn't give back like it couldn't be reciprocated because they didn't have the resources and or they just got comfortable with receiving that they felt like why give or they was like oh Vail got it so I limit myself that's you know that's really a, a a darker reason of which I like being lonely is it it helped me manage my my the servant that's in me, right? It allows me to ensure that if I'm not around nobody, I'm not giving. Or I don't feel the urge or need to give, even when I even when I don't have, which is a, a huge curse that I have. I'm I'm willing to bend over backwards. I'm willing to break the bank. I'm willing to sacrifice uh, some things in my greater good in order to ensure that others are being taken care of 
And I always like, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Like, if it needs to be done, I'll figure it out. Do now, figure it out later. So being a servant is definitely a huge contributor to my loneliness. Um, my second favorite Marvel superhero is Wolverine. And that's one of the reasons why I had so many, so many things that I can relate to. Wolverine was, was dope by himself. Um, come off angry at, at times. Lost, trying to figure things out. Can do a lot by himself, but work even better with a team. And never, you know, fully committed to the team. So if they were ever to say, oh, we, we don't need you anymore. Or if I was able to feel somewhere, I have no issue with just going by my own business. And I'm really, you know, I really, you know, was able to process and see that, hey, I'm a Wolverine. <laughs> I am really a Wolverine. Growing up, um, my family was divided. So I, I have a big family. If everyone was able to come together, um, the bigger side of my family was on my dad's side. Uh, and that's, you know, the pictures that y'all probably see me posting from holidays is from my dad's side. I stayed with my aunt for about two and a half years, and I was able to take some pictures, uh, some pictures that we took when we were younger and post them on Facebook. So I always kind of, you know, get those annual reminders of of those photos. Um, I didn't really have that many moments with my mom's side. Uh, my mom's side was always divided, like my entire life. It was my mom and my dad. It was my granny and my uncle, uh, my auntie Chris. I, I, I remember when she popped back up like two years before, you know, two years and for two years before she um, died in 2003. Uh, my auntie Cassandra, she was doing the best that she can uh, for me and my siblings, but everything was always separate. It was hard to get everybody in one space. And I can't count on my hands how many times I saw my auntie, my uncle, my mom, and my grandmother in one space at one time. And, yeah, and even when they are, my my grandmother, my aunt in particular, even when they are in the same space, it's just so awkward and so dark. And, like, my entire life I just wanted to see them, you know, together. But I was always reminded that I'm a kid and I should stay in a child's place, even as an adult. And there's some things that can't get fixed. And I believe things could get fixed with communication. I believe there's a lot of 
a lot of hurt that caused my family to be divided. And as kids, even like on my on my dad's side, as kids, you know, my, my siblings and I, we were always in the middle. And we had to live with some decisions that they made and we, you know, some beefs that they had and we didn't necessarily even understand what was going on. I remember my, 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 my grandmother and my uncle uh, cut us off for some time, probably two or three years. And it was based on my mom going off on them. And as a, as a kid, I just knew they, they left me. That's how I felt. And I had to get everything on my own. And it was just me and my mama and my, my baby sister at the time because we were the ones that really stayed in the household. So just trying to figure out like how to get it because in my eyes they had had it in my eyes they had everything that they they could ask for and I didn't understand why until I got older and was able to have those conversations with my grandmother have those conversations with my uncle and really get an idea of what was going on and you know I I agree with them like you can tell somebody you know fuck you for so long like you can you can say ain't nobody did shit for me for so long while people are just giving and giving and giving. You can burn bridges for so long before there's no bridge to even burn. And as I got older I was able to understand that. But as a kid I was confused. I just knew that people were gone from my life. And and that resulted in me being even more accepting to being lonely. At the end of the day, I'm all I got. People, you know, come and go. That's been the, you know, my reality. And and a lot of times people, they go when you need them the most. So when I'm alone on Christmas, I'm I'm good, y'all. I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight and I'm tallying up these things. I'm tallying up these things. So seeing my family divide, like big thing for me, I just want to see everybody get together, but just knowing that I probably, you know, now I know for sure, wouldn't be able to have a, a huge family type of gathering. And even with, you know, even when our siblings now, we all, grown and in different parts of the world right now and we okay with being you know we grew up divided we grew up being here being there uh now since we physically well geographically not in the same place it gives us a reason to be divided opposed to being in the same city and you know meeting up and you know high and by right I remember it was like four or five years ago, in 2014, six years ago, uh, my uncle was in town, and I went to visit my great granny with him, and we pretty much cooked, washed the dishes, and and did that, and I I found out my my great-grandmother was in the hospital for two months, and that was weird because I actually stayed in St. Louis and didn't know. And just trying to figure out like how to 
work around, you know, those type, like, if I've learned that, you know, being trapped in the things that you got going on makes it easier to forget about the things that everyone else has going on. Being trapped in your reality, being trapped in your workday, your lifestyle, you, you know, surviving, you doing what you got to do to survive will allow you to forget the battles that everybody else have around you, the loved ones that you have around you. And, and something you just got to accept. It was a time my mom and my, my aunties couldn't be in the same room. All my aunties, my mom my auntie Noby, my mom my auntie Cassandra, my mom my auntie Angie, my mama and my grandma. <laughs> so being stretched thin, trying to please and, and show up for all these different people at separate you know, times was was a lot. It was a lot. When in my brain I thought it'd be easier just to have everybody in one space. So the big pictures that I usually post with the matching sweaters, the you know, the big smiles. That was my dad's side. And even 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 then it was a divide. My dad versus everybody at times. That's how you know that's how I felt. Um and I as I got older I realized, you know, some of those things he, he brought upon himself. But you know, they my mom and my dad did a lot to protect us. And that was one of the things of separating us from those moments to like they felt like that's what they had to do to protect us. And although we couldn't have you know the Christmas that many of our friends and other family members had. Uh, we had each other, and that was enough. So I ain't I really never been no holiday spirit for me around Christmas. Uh, it's really never been no gifts. I buy my own gifts. My grandmother's gone, so ain't no yum-yums <laughs> around Christmas. My my mama gone. Ain't no Merry Christmas phone call or text message or Facebook or you know all this stuff. Ain't ain't none of that no more. And I'm not in a space to provide the Christmas, you know, the holiday spirit and create the traditions that I see a lot of families have. Because if you know, I got four immediate, you know, from the same mom. Uh, siblings and I can't afford to you know do the things that I want to do for the entire family and I can expect them to have the you know the revenue to generate the type of togetherness that I would like to see because they have responsibilities they have kids they have bills and things of that nature um so it's hard figuring out like how does that look and do I wait until I have a family of my own 
to begin building these traditions? I never had the matching pajama set, you know, <laughs> never had that. I can count on my hands how many times I, I woke up in the morning and, and, and couldn't eat <laughs> in the kitchen because they was cooking. I can count on my hands how many times I woke up to a gift under a tree. I can count on my hands how many times I woke up to a tree. So the things that, that tend to be a given aren't always given to others. So don't don't take what you have for granted. Never take what you have for granted. The traditions, the spirit, family, signature dishes or desserts. Because in a blink of an eye, it can all be gone. And it's, it's, it's tons of people like me that's living without. They don't know the true experience of the holiday spirit. So when you ask me, are you in a holiday spirit? Like, don't ask me that shit. I ain't no holiday spirit. And I'm not a Grinch. I'm not going to be angry like I was. Again, remember, I, I shared with you all, I used to hate people with privilege. Or have or had more privilege than me. I was in that circle, but I'm not a Grinch about it. I'm just it's my reality, dark, twisted reality. I'm not gonna say fuck Christmas <laughs> because my Christmas looks different than a lot of people I know. So I don't have to downplaying the holiday spirit or the importance of it or the things that it adds to families and friends because my experience is slightly different. And this is my truth. And everybody won't agree with this and everybody won't like it. But if we sit down and you ask the right questions, we have a conversation about it. Christmas is just another day. that the government allow us to be off. And we have a choice to buy gifts. We have a choice to cook. We have a choice to be around family and friends and loved ones. We have all these choices. And we should have the liberty to act upon the choices that we have without being judged. So when y'all ask me about the holiday spirit, now 
my my mama gone, my my grandmother gone. Be mindful of that. So when y'all ask me about the Christmas spirit, be mindful that majority of my life I never got a gift. Be mindful that it was some Christmases that you know, we didn't have a, a traditional Christmas meal. Be mindful of the days that I cried when I was younger because I didn't get a gift. Be mindful of the seven-year-old that, that lost faith in Santa Claus. You asked me about the holiday spirit. Remember those things. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Join me in my journey to success by following on Twitter and Instagram at LDMonger1. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like me to address on the next episode, email me at contact at LDMonger.com. Vail's World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Again, thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Until next time. It's the team.